there, Adam Nation. This is Jen with Atomic Teacher, the podcast for teachers who take it up a notch. Today I'm talking with Trisha Kapuzinski, a teacher who's adamant that it's worth it. So Trisha, what defines you as a teacher? I grew up playing sports my whole life, and that's a big part of who I am. And I have had some great coaches as mentors. You know, they teach you the skills, and they teach you how to play the game and the plays and things like that. But they also teach you how to be a good teammate and how to act when you go to a visiting opponent's court. And so I feel like in my classroom, you know, I teach content, but I also try to teach them life skills and things that they're going to take outside of the classroom. You know, we're all on one team, you know, especially with my seniors, we have one goal, we're graduating. Wow. So can you tell me about how you build that team aspect in your classroom? I don't know. I think that students want to share a lot about themselves and they want to be able to trust the people around them. So I always say no matter what ESOL level I teach, you need to be in a safe environment to explore and experiment with language. So you want to try and build a sense of community by explicitly saying we're doing presentations and it's really hard to get up and present in another language. And so we need to be respectful listeners. And sometimes you need to tell them how to act. So before a presentation, you always remind them that from the perspective of the presenter that this is going to be difficult. Yeah. My level four ESOL students, we are reading Romeo and Juliet and we read the real Romeo and Juliet. And so I have them memorize at least 10 lines of Shakespeare and then they have to stand up and recite it and they all think I can't do this and every year it's amazing to see these kids get up there and recite their lines and then months later they still remember those really famous lines so before we present I look for what I'm grading you know I'm looking for eye contact your volume your posture things like that but then also what I look for as listeners right we're quiet we're respectful and that's usually what we do before presentations so you remind them of the expectations not just assume that they already know them exactly yes (laughs) that's good to remember yes so what's your best teacher trick teacher trick I think that it's just mixing it up you know we do some things using technology but I also think there's great value in putting pen to paper and writing and so you know just mixing up how they're seeing things So your routine is like a warm-up. Is the warm-up always the same format? So we have a do-now on the board. That, I think, just classroom management-wise, is so helpful because when the bell rings, they're already working on something. And sometimes it's really simple. Like, these are the five things you need on your desk. And other times it's go to Google Classroom and click on the activity. Having a routine in place is nice for me and I think for them too. You you teach ESOL students. Do you ever read to them? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think part of their excitement and enthusiasm comes from how I'm presenting it. And so when I'm excited and enthusiastic and getting into the part and reading and you know, it's like a little mini performance, then they're more willing to also read, you know, and sometimes I tell them, ah, my voice is tired. Who's going to help? So that goes back to trying to have everybody be comfortable so that they want to participate and help. So it sounds like you're kind of in it with them. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So if you could go back and talk with first teacher you, what would you tell them? First year teacher me, I would say that 
it's all worth it and it will still be worth it. So I'm 12 years in. It's still worth it 12 years in. I was in public accounting for three years. So I think I was not sure about the risk of leaving a really great paying job to become a teacher. And my worst days as a teacher are still better than my than my accounting days. I just feel like this is where I'm meant to be. I work in a really special place with special people and the kids are awesome. Teaching is hard and exhausting, but it's a lot of fun and it is so worth it. What's a staple for you now that you wish you'd been doing since you started teaching? Something that I do a lot more now than I ever did initially is parent phone calls home. It takes a lot of time and I think that's why initially I just did not have time to do that. You know, last week I left a message, I noticed your son wasn't in class, da da da. I got an email back an hour later, the mom so apologetic. Her younger son had an accident at school and she couldn't be there, so she asked my senior student to go get his little brother and it helps you understand the family dynamics more you get to show them that you care and they have a support network here at school and I just feel like parents are so appreciative no matter what you call for and I think as a parent too I would love to know what's going on good or bad in my daughter's classroom so it does take time but it really pays off in the classroom with the student because you know then that kid comes back and I said oh, I had a great talk with your mom the other day and he's laughing and kind of blushing and I said I got to brag on you and you know so I feel like he and I are closer because he knows that I know more about him and his family so wow yeah that is, that's a great tool yeah and I think I was hesitant at first to call also because I mean I don't speak all of the languages that my students do but a lot of times you know <laughs> our parents do speak English. So it's just a matter of picking up the phone and instead of wondering, oh, I wonder if their parent speaks English, you know, you can just call and you can find out pretty quickly <laughs> whether they're going to be able to communicate with you or not. And sometimes they'll have a coworker sitting next to them who can translate for them. So it's been a really helpful way to make connections with my students' families. A lot of our ESOL students don't have an advocate, you know, helping them advocate, but then also teaching them how to advocate for themselves is what I've recently started doing more of so that they can, you know, be successful once they're out of here. (laughs) So things that you learn from parents. Yeah. That they may not be learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or that maybe they learned that, you know, in their countries, but they're here now and they don't know how to navigate. We had a field trip earlier this year and we, taught our students how to ride the metro. We got to take the students down to DC United. They had given us tickets to come back for a game a few days later, and the students were really nervous. They said, well, we don't know how to take the metro. So we had the bus driver stop, and we all got out and got our metro maps and showed them how to load money on their cards. And so just those types of life skills. That's a big job. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's worth it. (laughs) Okay. It's worth it. Yeah. There it is, Adam Nation, one of our Atomic teachers in action. If you're doing something Atomic in the classroom, let us know. Tweet it with the hashtag AtomicTeacher. Thanks for listening.